0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Film Club Podcast, where every week me and Miss Boo take turns picking films to watch and talk about. Some are good, some are bad, and some are brand new. This month, in November, at the Film Club. So, Boo, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing good. Are you excited about your film that you brought today?
0: I was really excited last week, when I thought Jerry the Mouse was in it, and, uh... How then heartbroken
1: I was, were you when you didn't see Jerry? I
0: was fucking soul-crushed. I was so angry... Then I watched the movie, and uh, no,
1: this is actually a lot better
0: than I thought it was going to be. It's actually a really good movie. It's got some issues, but the last 20 minutes might be some of the greatest stuff ever caught on camera. And we're going to get to that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, where would you like to start?
0: Well, I guess I'll tell everybody. The movie we're watching is An American in Paris, Mm -hmm. starring Gene Kelly, Oscar Levant, Georges Guattari, and Leslie Caron. Yeah. There's a lot of French names in this. I'm sorry. But, um, yeah, it's a musical. It's from 1951. This movie was fucking huge yeah. when it came out. I think this was one of Gene Kelly's biggest hits.
1: It was his favorite musical.
0: It was? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought Singing in the Rain would have won.
1: That's what I would have thought, but no, this was actually his favorite musicals of his.
0: Nice. This is also the first Gene Kelly film I have watched as an adult.
1: Interesting. Yeah,
0: technically I've seen Singing in the Rain when I was a kid, but I have zero memory of it. I actually could not tell you what Singing in the Rain was about, gun to my head.
1: And we're going to have to watch Singing in the Rain sometime because that's a really great movie. I think you would really enjoy it.
0: (sighs) Well, it is on the AFI 100, which I am going through with my uh, brother on the film Odyssey. Mm -hmm. You are more than welcome to show up and guest on that one if you want to.
1: Maybe I will. And, you know, American in Paris is also directed by Vincent Minnelli, who is Judy Garland's husband at one point and Liza Minnelli's father. And an interesting little fact before we get into the episode, Vincent Minnelli was actually going through his divorce with Judy Garland during the making of this movie. Really? So for some parts of the movie, Gene Kelly actually stepped in as the director. To help direct some of the scenes. So he not only choreographed, starred, but directed in this movie.
0: Yeah. Well, he was instrumental in huge sections of this movie. Oh, yeah. I feel like even if... Minelli was there every day. Gene Kelly probably ran all the dance and singing numbers because he
1: definitely he
0: was kind of like Fred Astaire in
1: that way, yeah. where
0: he was super particular, kind of perfectionist mm-hmm. about his performance and dancing, and all that stuff.
1: They did want to have Fred Astaire for this movie, but Fred Astaire really wasn't. uh He really wasn't strong in ballet. I don't know if it was well, ballet or it was tap.
0: Oh, it's got to be ballet because he's a great tap dancer. So well, the, yeah, it also been the thing is, I think Fred Astaire. At that point would have been in like god his mid 50s he probably been way mm. too old to have been to have been in this movie as I'm a not young sure. gi
1: yeah maybe i mean but they did want him initially and they were kind of like well you know gene kelly really is more fixed for this kind of dancing so let's run with that he does a great job
0: oh my god this movie is a spectacle for gene kelly and it really shows off in the beginning of the movie Because he wakes up, he's like getting his stuff together and he's just going around like a ballet dancer. And I never really knew this about Gene Kelly. I knew, okay, he's the song and dance guy from Mm -hmm. like old movies from the fifties, right? Yeah. But that motherfucker is graceful. Yeah. He is so graceful.
1: His dining room and he's just, you know, opening a door. Opening
0: door, kicking things off with the other Mm -hmm. foot, flipping chairs out. And he's doing like six different things at once with each and every like limb of his body just Mm -hmm. moving around this. And it's. It's a sight to see. Yeah, But then it's like, you know, the rest of the movie's kind of a... Uh... Look, I'm, I'll be real with you. This suffers from a uh, musical plot syndrome where the plot doesn't matter. It's just an excuse for the songs to happen.
1: Yeah, you know, you have your quiet bits to get you to the next song and dance number. Which, the dance numbers, they start, you know, on a smaller scale. And they just progress to these huge performances the more that the movie progresses. And... You know, I love seeing how, you know, he's just this GI who is now a painter and his, you know, best friends in the village are the children that come to him because he has American bubble gum. Yeah. And it's just seeing, you know, how his simple, you know, provincial life is. And, you know, just by having someone buy his paintings just changes his world.
0: Yeah. And there is an interesting story here. I will say that because the story is told about this American GI, Jerry Mulligan, he's living in Paris. He's trying to become a painter. And while living there, he's not really making a lot of money, but he meets this socialite, Milo Roberts. And she's really is only interested in him to get into his pants. And mm-hmm. Jerry's like, no, I'm, I'm not an escort. Like I'm, I'm a man. I'm not mm-hmm. doing that. Yeah. And then she feels kind of bad about it. And then she like, oh, you know, I'll pay for your art gallery and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. But you can tell she's really doing this because she's so lonely and just wants, yeah. wants, you know, male companionship. And while that's going on, we have the French singer, Henry Borel, and he's in this, you know, romantic relationship with Liza Bouvier. Bouvier? Uh,
1: Lise Bouvier.
0: Lise Bouvier. And there's this whole thing going on where Jerry meets Liza and they kind of fall in love, but Jerry doesn't know she's with Henry. And is. It's because and of this she, weird love triangle thing.
1: And she doesn't know that he's being bankrolled by the socialite. So they come in with their secrets and it's like they want to be together, but their secrets are really pulling them apart then bringing them closer together.
0: And it is an interesting love story and it's really pretty. It's really well done. But, also, the actress Leslie Caron, that, that's how you pronounce her name? I believe so. She's amazing in this. She's a professional ballet dancer before this and this is her film debut.
1: And she's also very much French, so very French. She really didn't know English, so she was kind of just learning it as she went along with the movie.
0: Yeah, and she's like great in this movie. We have a whole uh, opening sequence where Henry and the other and their other friend Adam are talking. Yeah. about her and it just flashes like oh she must be you know real graceful and it's her doing ballet on like a very abstract stage mm-hmm. and it's oh it's these guys picturing her in their mind and,
1: and then Andre's like no but she's not you know this one way she's really deep she likes to read and it's and it's
0: her reading a book doing like plies and all and splits and, all and that then he's
1: stuff. like oh so she's kind of stale but no no she could be really fun and you know dance the whole night away so it's interesting how they just kind of have her in these different cut scenes of different personalities
0: and and she's a great dancer yeah i will say this everyone in this movie is incredibly talented yes if there's a shortcoming here it's just the script is a very 50s musical where Mm -hmm. you know oh there's a thing where it's real drama could happen but we're gonna have a whole like song and dance number to kind of like yeah move us along move us along we got like this is only a two-hour flick yeah and it it goes it goes that's why we're not going to do the average um, plot summary we've been doing the last couple of couple of weeks, because the plot summary would be listing the songs in this movie.
1: Yeah. And for this movie, they wanted you know, an authentic French woman to be Lise, and Gene Kelly actually discovered her when he was on vacation in France. He, you know, went to go see a show and she was there dancing, and he was like, wow, she's amazing. We got to put her in the movie. And she is amazing.
0: Is she your favorite actor in the movie?
1: Uh, no, I'd probably go with Gene Kelly.
0: Right? Yeah. I I think that's where we're gonna, we're gonna talk about this movie, right? We're gonna talk about, like, what we like and dislike. Yeah. So, your favorite is Gene Kelly.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, Gene Kelly's so versatile. He's very entertaining.
0: Yeah, he's a very entertaining actor.
1: And he was, I think, 38 when they shot this movie. Really? Yeah, so he was still in his 30s, and he was actually... Nineteen years older than uh, than Leslie. Oh, really? In this movie, so it's like there's a huge yeah. age difference, but he they worked together. Not
0: look, thirty eight.
1: No, no, he looks very young, and they really worked well together. This, he's just drawn to her the first time he sees her in the club, and she's, you love that
0: meat cute scene.
1: I loved it because she was just like, "I'm not giving you the time of day," and he's just, "I will just be persistent and bug you until you finally." cave and it's just like you're
0: just like man in old 50s movies oh that's the most romantic thing in the world modern day now that guy's a serial killer it's
1: like no don't get near me
0: (laughs) that's the funny thing right like Mm -hmm. in context this movie you're like oh that's so romantic oh man he's just he wants to find love so bad and then you transpose it like if he did the exact same thing he'd be stalking her yeah he'd be the he'd be the villain yeah the bad guy yeah (laughs) i just think that's funny like you know like The standards of courtship has Mm -hmm. changed so much.
1: Yeah. And the fact that we don't even know that he doesn't find out that he is Henri's girl till way, way late in the movie. God, like what? The
0: last third of the movie? That's like the third act, right? Yeah. It's It's basically him finding out what's going on and she finding out what's going on and how she's going to go off and get married in America and she's going to leave him Mm -hmm. and it's going to be this whole sad thing.
1: Really? It took you that, guys, that long to say, you know... Oh, by the way, my soon-to-be fiancé, her name is so-and-so. Because he says it to Adam in the very beginning of the movie. And, and
0: Jerry, like, misses it, right? Because yeah. he walks in, like, halfway through the conversation. Yeah,
1: he comes in mid-scene. They start to sing and dance. I mean, their numbers together are great.
0: Yeah, I was trying to figure out um the actor who played Henri. George Guattari? Guattari?
1: good good ter- um, yeah i'm not <laughs> okay we're going
0: to just expose it right now we are ignorant americans we it is hard for us to pronounce names sometimes apologies all around yeah but that motherfucker got a voice yeah he belts and i i love that
1: that and he was i think he's 4 years younger than gene kelly really so to make him look older than gene kelly they just put you know some gray, <laughs> gray and... Up the gray up the hair a little bit but i'm like yeah He's got a lot of talent.
0: Yeah. I mean, okay, so your favorite is Gene Kelly. Yeah. I really like Gene Kelly, but my favorite like character in this was Adam Cook, the guy um, Oscar Levant played, because he's the cynical friend. He's kind of like, ah, you know, loves that, blah, blah, blah. But he's he's also the smartest guy in the room.
1: Well, he's also the child prodigy that didn't really do anything. So he's just kind of like, you know. I love
0: the fact where his opening thing, it's like, yeah, I'm a concert pianist. Uh, What that basically means is uh, I'm unemployed. And I- i like that i like well i
1: mean even when uh gene kelly is telling the socialite you know oh my friend he's a concert pianist and she's like oh really where and he's like well he hasn't performed at a concert yet but that's what he tells people so it's just kind of like this running joke that he he really hasn't done anything but he's (laughs) incredibly talented
0: and honestly okay what what's your favorite um scene in the movie before I go on, because I'm curious. I
1: mean, the, the scene at the end, the, the ballet, where they oh don't, they don't God, speak for that 20 minutes. Is
0: so good.
1: But it's really a tie-up between that and the scene with Henri, where he's performing on the stairs. Oh, and yeah. And you, you have, you know, the chandeliers, and you have the women. That one feels
0: like a big, like, Hollywood number. It's it's called, um, I'll Build a Stairway to Paradise.
1: There you go. I couldn't think of the song. The, I've seen bits and pieces of this movie. But it's like, I don't know it well enough to know the songs and whatever. So that scene reminded me a lot of uh, Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. Mm, and uh,
0: you, you love that movie, right? uh, That's one
1: of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. So one of the scenes in the movie is homage to that scene. And then this scene, you know, the, the stairway to... Whatever. To whatever, yeah, uh, is homage to, like, Ziegfeld Girls and Ziegfeld Follies that came out in the 40s where it's these big, huge, ornate numbers, and the women are kind of part of the sets, and the costumes are just extreme and opulent. So it was kind of cool to see all this Hollywood history kind of come full speed in this movie.
0: Also, this is still like Golden Age Hollywood. Yeah,
1: and this feels like a Golden Age Hollywood movie. And it's kind of on the scale of giant, Mm -hmm. where the world just seems gigantic.
0: It does. I think it's the other thing where, you know these movies are naturally escapist you know yeah. musicals are one of the most escapist yeah. genres in cinema and with that technicolor and that the fact you can tell Paris is a obviously a set yes. and you look down the street and it's obviously a a, a big painting yeah. or matte painting but you kind of stop caring after a while because it's just so pretty it's just so like Big, wonderful, it's a really pretty movie. And also, the fact the actors are into it, it kind of feels like a Disney movie to me at certain points. It kind of feels like Beauty and the Beast
1: yeah it's not actual Paris but that was
0: a thing a lot of critics didn't like about this movie
1: yeah but it's so romantic that it feels like the romanticized version that you have of Paris where you're kind of seeing it with a softer lens mm-hmm. versus like you know oh yeah I'm seeing like every every brick and every stone it's like <laughs> no you're, you're
0: you're seeing all the hits of the um, of the scenery right you're yeah. seeing all the tourist traps
1: yeah it's like no you're kind of floating in on this love story of you know these two people that want to be together so bad but their secret are kind of keeping them apart Apart.
0: okay so i wanted the reason i wanted to ask you the whole favorite scene thing is because i really want to talk about the finale of this like so bad
1: where nobody talked
0: nobody talks for like 20 minutes Mm. it is this long intricate giant choreographed well-produced ballet they go
1: through back through time through paris
0: yeah they travel through like the times of paris the relationship all this stuff it is a gorgeous number Honestly, most of the movie, up to that point, I was like, this is fine. Like, this isn't great. This is this is a fine movie. You know, I don't see why people think this is, like, oh, one of the greatest films ever made. Mm-hmm. I'm watching it, and I'm like, okay, Yeah, five, six, whatever, and then that happens. The ballet legitimately might be one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen done on camera.
1: That, and they used Gershwin music in this movie, mm-hmm. and it's just, it goes so well with the time. Just the music alone kind of, you know... Really brings it in with that finale that we get. And
0: I would I would recommend anybody, if you're going to watch this, you, you can watch just the ballet sequence by itself. It tells a story. Yeah. And it's done like, it tells the story of their love and romance throughout all these like points of, of, of Paris. The, it's obviously a stage, but you don't care. Because yeah. the way their bodies move, the way they interact with each other, the world, it's a silent production. It's a silent film. Up to that point, and it's gorgeous.
1: And it kind of Absolutely shows that they're
0: gorgeous. That
1: their love is timeless.
0: Yeah, and honestly, like that that ending sequence saved this movie for me. Like I didn't hate it. Yeah. Not at all. But like this is gonna be a very average movie. And then I saw that and I'm like, now I understand why people love this. Yeah. Completely understand now. This is top ten things I've ever seen on, on camera. It is so impressive. It is so pretty. It tells a story. It's a masterpiece of of choreography, of, of music, of timing, set design, direction, masterpiece, masterpiece sequence. I really wish that was the whole movie, by the way. I really wish we had zero of the rest of the movie and it was just that. But I'm praising the shit. I, I'll get off of this this sequence's jock real quick mm-hmm. to just make a point. It's great.
1: It is. And, you know, watching this movie, you know, yeah, Easter eggs. And I kind of see how it inspired other movies. I mean, I even saw how it inspired movies, you know. Now, like La La Land.
0: Oh God, I think well, uh, I saw a quote from Damien Chazelle, the director, mm-hmm. said, "Oh, we pillaged the shit out of this movie." Oh yeah, we I stole mean, stole so much from this movie.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, when he's describing at least in the beginning, we have those scenes where the stages are really colorful, and we have our actors kind of transitioning through, you know, different sequences. And so that's when I was watching this. I'm like, oh yeah, La La Land took that. Like. Okay, so it's it's interesting to see that even then this day and age it's still inspiring people. Yeah. And I'm kind of sad that they took it off the AFI Top 100.
0: Yeah, I mean it's one of those things where I um I half see why mm-hmm. I don't know if I agree with it cuz I recently watched Swing Time. Yeah. And Swing Time I think is a fine movie. I'm impressed as hell by Ginger Rogers and Fred Astaire. Yeah as people in that because they're amazing performers in terms of like dance and all that stuff but the rest of the movie is not very good this though like it's an enjoyable film everything's serviceable i kind of wish this was on there instead of swing time Mm -hmm. but granted i also think there are better fred astaire and ginger rogers movies top hat yes exactly Mm -hmm. i mean this it's like it's a great film like the ending sequence and everything put together it went from okay to great yeah but i don't know Singing in the Rain's already on there. I don't know how many Gene Kelly musicals should be on there.
1: I mean, for me, I feel like I prefer Singing in the Rain more to An American in Paris. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's I because... I think everyone does. Well, that and... I think I've also been watching that a lot longer than I've been watching this, because this is, I think, probably the first time in its entirety that I've seen it. I've Actually, only...
0: that's a good question, because... I thought you would seen this movie before, like in its I, entirety.
1: No, I've seen good chunks of the movie. I just haven't seen it from start to finish. It's like, okay, I'll see the beginning and like towards the middle, I got to go do something or I'll watch mm. it from the middle to, you know, wherever. This or- is
0: one of those TCM movies, but TCM during dinner.
1: Yeah. So it's like, okay, you know, oh, cool. I got to see the ending. Great. That's what I really wanted to see. But it was nice to see it from start to finish, see their love story and how we hit the highs and the lows. But yeah, I'm more of a singing in the rain person. But this one, gorgeous.
0: So I, I got the uh, production reception stuff in here. Mm-hmm. And this film, when it came out, received solid reviews from the critics. Yeah. They really liked it, were hugely, hugely happy with the final ballet sequence in the film. Yeah. Like like we are. They said great things, probably one of the best dance numbers captured on camera up mm-hmm. to this point. But they were also pretty savage on a few points in the movie, namely how it generally didn't care that it was in Paris. They didn't use Paris as a setting very well. Yeah. Right? We never see the Eiffel Tower. We see Notre Dame in the background of a few things. We never travel in Paris. It's street and hotel.
1: Yeah, we only see the Eiffel Tower
0: in the map paintings
1: at the very end when he's on the the rooftop at the party. Yeah. We see it in the background, but it's so blurry and it's just like you know it's there <laughs> because it's on the painting, but it's like it's not the main focal point.
0: If it starts to feel like this movie could have been placed kind of anywhere, yeah, and they were kind of critical of that. Also, the tendency for the plot to wander away from Jerry to indulge in its own like production Mm -hmm. where, Oh, Jerry, he's this guy who wants to be an artist and, Oh, he's struggling to do it, but we're going to kind of ignore that. And the Milo stuff where it's, you know, the sponsorship Mm -hmm. to go do this love story. And they're like, well, what about the drama of him trying to achieve his dream? Yeah. Where, where's that? And also the fact that it, generally depended on its spectacle rather than the drama inherent to its story. Mm-hmm. It really tried to just distract you that, hey, the script's not super amazing, but god damn, Gene Kelly can dance though, right? Yeah. And, you know, some critics were, eh, iffy about that. But even with the 50-50 reviews that this got at the time of its release, it didn't stop it from winning six Oscars, including mm-hmm. Best Picture and pulled in seven million dollars at the box office against the three million dollar budget this film was a massive success it was entered in the library of congress as being culturally and aesthetically Mm -hmm. significant including the afi top 100 list in 98 the original list got taken off in 2007 but hey this movie was inspiring was inspired and just held up
1: It was also the first movie to win Best Picture for a Musical and Best uh, Picture at the Golden Globes in the same running. So that was a big thing. It was also another thing where it was the second movie in color after Gone with the Wind to win an Academy Award.
0: Something else about this movie is people today look back on that Oscar season because it was 51 Mm -hmm. and people are kind of like, this probably shouldn't have won Best Picture. Do you want to know why?
1: What what was uh going on at the time?
0: Uh Streetcar Named Desire.
1: Ooh, another another good movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh there's there's a few like solid best picture choices in there. Yeah. And people are like, Well, Gene Kelly, American in Paris, it's a great movie. Uh I guess we'll give it to him. And people are like, You're not giving it to Streetcar Named Desire? Not that we're not doing that. It's not it's not happening. Alright, I guess, I guess. Yeah. But that's like the thing. Like the movie is one of those films where man, it's so good. And then you think about it against other films and it's like, this wasn't better. This wasn't the best film of 51. Streetcar was. Or it's like, this isn't the best Gene Kelly, you know, musical, Mm -hmm. uh, Singing the Rain is. And it's like one of those things. You look at this movie and it's so good. It's so great. It's so like, nice. It's it's a feel good, cozy musical. But then when you start comparing it to other things that are like that, then it's, you know, the shine kind of dims. Yeah, yeah. Um, Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah,
1: no, I understand what you're saying. But at the end of the day...
0: It stands on its own. It
1: stands on its own because, you know, after you said Streetcar, I had no idea that they came out the same year. Yeah. I love Streetcar. And it's just like, they're so two different movies that completely stand on their own. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, you know, it's okay that this one won and this one didn't because they're both influential movies. Yeah. That are just, you know, were groundbreaking for the movie industry when they came out. I mean, to the point where even MGM was like, you know what? We're going to spend the money and do this huge ad and variety. Like, wow, we did it. We we're expecting it, but we did we're, it. We're here, boys. Yeah. We're making
0: it. Yeah. That's the thing about this movie. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I, Again, I cannot praise the final ballet sequence enough. It is so good. You should watch it.
1: I think that final sequence took a month to film.
0: Doesn't surprise me. And
1: I think it cost them over like $500,000 for that scene. Doesn't even surprise me. No, I mean, there's just so so much going on. I mean, you have Toulouse-Lautrec that's in it. It's just, it's interesting to see, you know, you see these pivotal characters in France's history and then, I mean, to the point that they even jump into one of his uh, his sketches. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, we're going from, you know, Jerry's sketch to, you know, real world time in Paris. And then it's very much like a dream sequence where we're just kind of floating around and where are we? What's going on? But it's beautiful all around.
0: It is. It's a beautiful sequence. The rest of the movie doesn't... The rest of the movie isn't as good, but it's still good. It's yeah. still a fine fun watch, but you know, it's a little, it's fifties musicals. If yeah. you're into it, you're into it. If you're not, you're not. But the ending sequence, if you're into movies, film, you're going to love it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, any, any other thoughts, final thoughts, final trivia?
1: Well, Frank Sinatra also referred to the, you know, the ballet part as the greatest musical number ever put on film. And it was just like, I
0: think we could find a lot of people saying that. It's about just this. like,
1: wow. Cause I mean, yeah, it's stunning. And I think it was kind of weird that it won a lot of technical Oscars and, like, Best Picture. But Gene Kelly, Leslie, uh, Caron, they weren't nominated.
0: I mean, Minnelli didn't even win Best Director. No,
1: so it was kind of like the, you know, the actual people that made this movie were kind of like, no, 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 not you guys, we're gonna do it for story, because I think they won Best Screenplay, too, that year. What the fuck? Mm Mm-hmm.
0: I don't, I don't trust that. So. mm mm-mm. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
1: interesting little uh, tidbit there.
0: (sighs) But yeah, though, so...
1: Great movie. Uh, Would you recommend it now that you've seen it?
0: 100%. I would recommend this. I would probably recommend this the most out of any of the movies we've seen so far. More than Giant, this is a shorter watch. It's a lot of fun. It's a lighter movie to watch. Yeah. Um, More than Donnie Darko, um, I think this this movie is old and I think it's aged much better than Donnie Darko has. And yeah, I would, I would highly recommend it. What about you?
1: I would too. I mean, I loved it, you know, based on the the big chunks of it I'd seen over time, but through and through, I think it's a good story. It's a good love story. I'd like to see more of their actual story versus, okay, we're going to pull them apart because he's got to, you know, be this painter and she's got to be You know, his fiance and... That's the drama. And helping him, you know, create his career that he wants to take to America. But through and through, good movie.
0: But what are we watching next week?
1: Next week, for Thanksgiving week, we're going to be watching My Neighbor Totoro. Oh. So... I've never seen it before, and we're kicking it back to anime because you thought I couldn't, you know, make it through anime month, and I ended up... I didn't
0: think that at all. I just knew you hated anime.
1: Yeah, I just wasn't a fan, and I ended up really liking the movies that we watched, Mm -hmm. especially the Studio Ghibli movies that we watched, and I'm like, you know what? I want to see My Neighbor Totoro. So that's going to be our special Thanksgiving episode. We're going to be dropping it a day early, so it's going to be coming out Wednesday instead of Thursday this week. So I'm excited.
0: I am too. I've seen it before. It's a very fun movie. I'm I'm excited to give it a good watch again. But if you wanted to give that a watch, give it a listen. Where would you go?
1: Well, if you want to listen to us on a different platform than you currently are, you can find us on Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and you could also find us on YouTube.
0: Yes, um, you can go to our YouTube channel in the frame. That's on YouTube obviously and there you can find this podcast the film club podcast as well as the other two podcasts that are on there the film odyssey podcast where me and my brother go through the afi 100 looking for the best films ever made
1: and uh i think with that
0: see you next week at the film Club.
1: peace